Welcome to the ECG podcast, a show where some buddies who have never met in person gather remotely once a week to hang out and talk about our love of video games and other shared interests. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Waterman from Jacksonville, Florida, joined this evening by Mr. Bruce Wayne, aka Zach Cassell from uh, Boston, Massachusetts. Almost said Baltimore, but I caught myself. Pats are going to win tonight, all right? It's a rematch of the Super Bowl, and we're going to blow them out. Of course, we have Erica, our neighbor to the north. How you doing, Erica? Uh, good. I've found some other league stuff that's wild to not necessarily bring up, but kind of funny to me. Anyway, on the side. Hey, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little, little preview there, a little teaser. We're going to have some league talk on today's episode. And last but certainly not least, we have Mr. George Arevalo from the tip of America's dick, Miami, Florida. What up? Welcome. Uh, sorry, we did not have a show last week. I was at a music festival. I was hanging out at Welcome to Rockville uh, in Daytona Beach and uh, got kind of reinvigorated my my love of uh, hard, hard rock and heavy metal a little bit. Uh, hey. I saw a lot of really, really good, good bands. Uh, I saw a grown man get peed on by a grown woman um, right in the middle of the set. It was the first band I saw. Oh, I heard really. about that. Yeah, oh, me too. So you were there. Yeah, I was there. Yep. Uh, thankfully, a good distance away. Um, but yeah, Brass Against Singer called a person up on stage and, and peed right on his face. Uh, a willing participant. Um, not sure anybody was really down with it in the audience, but it happened. And that was probably the most noteworthy thing as far as like conversation around the festival. Um, as far as bands I saw, I had a great time seeing Metallica two nights. That was fantastic. Um new discovery gojira was awesome like i'm like i'm big into to them like I, I went down the rabbit hole they're a french band who uh sings about environmental issues and all kinds of other cool like atypical stuff so i was like who knew that you know environmental conservation could be metal like not me but i guess it is which is uh is awesome and then you know of course slipknot disturb all those bands were fun so uh apologies for the lack of show that's where i was that's what i was doing some much needed uh, vacation time um, hanging out and, and diving to some some heavy metal and hard rock. I am so jealous. That is an incredible lineup. Uh, you like look, I'm I'm sure I'm missing people like there was like stained offspring, some other people there. That was good. Um, Metallica Slipknot Disturbed like alone is yeah. like worth the entry. Mastodon, they played. They were cool. Uh, also, oh, yeah. Anthrax as well. Um, yeah, it was just a, it was a good. That's unbelievable. It's a good old time. It, four days is too long, I will say, for a music festival length. Um, I'm not old, but I'm getting older. And like I could have done with like a little less bloat, like trim the fat a bit. And, um, you know, like give me three like solid days because like there was a lot of filler time and filler bands that like were just kind of me um during the day but um yeah, it was a good time i don't know if we'll go back next year they already announced the headliners which are kiss guns and roses foo fighters and uh corn so already i feel like much weaker lineup like for just based absolutely um but yeah so on today's episode we are gonna chat a little bit about this game behind me uh guardians of the galaxy like one of my favorite surprises of the year most pleasant surprises uh Erica is going to take us into the world of Riot Games and all of the bananas new, banana news coming um, uh, out around League of Legends. We've got new shows, we've got new uh, spinoff games, all kinds of cool stuff. And as you know, Erica is our resident expert on all things League of Legends, is one of the two games she plays. Uh <laughs> Look, a game is a game, and as garbage as the community is, the game itself is kind of fun, so... 
Hey, no, no judgment here. Like, uh, I'm glad we have somebody that knows what's up because it is a phenomenon. I mean, undeniable phenomenon, uh, throughout the world. I wish I understood more. Um, someday I might get you to like walk us through, you know, we can do a little group hangout and you can, you can explain the basics. That would be cool as shit. I mean, I'm usually online doing whatever. So just like message me one day and be like, Hey, can we, can, can you show me how to play a league? And I will unfortunately show you how. Even like a match. If you want to like, just like, like just hang out and watch a match, like, like in a group and you can just give us Oh the, God, the a, a terrible commentate. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Do like a little shout. Cast. <laughs> That's cool. a plan. I forget what it does, but it does a thing. <laughs> and then we're going to wrap up today's show by talking about, uh, the game award, uh, uh, game awards nominees. Uh, so we'll react to, uh, at least like a, the main categories, game of the year, obviously best direction, best narrative, those kind of categories. And um, we'll uh, we'll talk about where, where we think they got it right and where maybe uh, not so much. So I'm sure we'll have some hot takes and opinions for you on that. Kicking it off with Guardians of the Galaxy. Wow. I, I mean, I cannot believe how good this game is. Like the further I get into it, the more I love it. And uh, like, I think it's just it's another like game that shows that if you do a great story with like no bullshit and just make it make some fun gameplay um it doesn't need to be any more complicated than that like you can have a pleasant single player experience that is well-rounded um doesn't need to be game of service or any of that like the, everyone who's played avengers which is not me has told me that this is what they wish avengers essentially was so um i'm loving it that's my quick little like elevator like reaction to the game we can talk specifics here in a second but i'll go around the table for anyone that's played or watched it game's awesome and it makes me hate the avengers a lot more oh i'm you know? so sad hearing that this is what everybody wanted avengers to be because i know Absolutely. i don't it's almost the thing of like now i'm gonna sit and play it and just be like you know you're gonna play avengers or guardians guardians god no okay go back yeah. to avengers. i'm just gonna go watch the cutscenes and move on with my life <laughs> yeah yeah, it, it's it's uh it's bittersweet because like wow, this is what we could have gotten in with the Avengers, you know, and it and it could have been so much better. Um I'm I'm sorry. I mean, Go- Guardians of the Galaxy like just the characters are cool, but in no way shape or form should a Guardians of the Galaxy game significantly outshine an Avengers game. Like that's just so upsetting. But there was so not focus on the negative. Story too. Yeah. Let's not focus on the negative here. This is a great game, a very pleasant surprise, and I can't wait to talk more about it. But uh, those are my my quick uh, impressions on it. It's awesome. Uh, Mr. Cassell, you've been playing, right? I, I saw you chime in on our Discord chat. I'm on the Guardians of the Galaxy is great train, I think was your exact quote, more or less. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, I beat it. It's my my personal game of the year. Is wow. Is my wow. short pitch for it. Yep. Excellent. I mean, I'm not that like, A, I'm surprised knowing kind of where your tastes lie, but I, I think that's totally fair. Like, I think this game like could easily be in the discussion for game of the year, you know, based on like what your individual like categories are like for it. So that's that's I mean, that's high praise, man. Wow. Yeah, I would give it like if I had to give it a score, I'd say it's a, a nine for sure. Some some of some of uh, Zach's credentials, though, for his resume <laughs> chose Sonic 2 over the Ocarina of Time um (laughs) what um true story really awful ea game i've already forgot the name 
Oh my god, with the Pick mech a suits. FIFA probably. No, no, with the mech suits. Anthem, he, he lo- Anthem, big Anthem fan. Uh, he's really only only. <laughs> hey, Anthem that's fan. no, that's he, fine. You know why? Because the gameplay in Anthem was top notch. Cyberpunk was in his top five last year. <laughs> you know, so just just a couple things. However, he's onto something with this one. And uh, in my I mean, opinion, even even a broken clock's right twice a day. You know, I think Guardians it's of the no, Galaxy. <laughs> it is it is hands down a top five game. This year, I don't know where it's going to fall for me, but I'm with Zach on this one, 100%. Yeah, it's really making me rethink my like list, and it's making it harder. And I haven't even played like Forza yet, like um, which we can. T- I'm sure we'll get to in our Game Awards nominee uh, nominee discussion. But um, yeah, it's weird, man. Like it's like um, it has like elements of like Mass Effect in terms of like the crew stuff, like having those conversations. Not quite as choicey. But like hanging out with the crew in between missions, like it definitely gives me some of those vibes where like that's where I start to like get to know characters who I kind of already know from other like media and like they they develop their own personalities and things like that. But it's the it's so much more. It's the banter. It's the music. Like I think everything just gels like so well, like even the gameplay, which I would argue not that as bad as like like the quote unquote worst part of this game or the weakest part of this game. Um, like it's still really fun. Like moment to moment. It's a good time. Like, man, uh, who's I, your favorite character? Who's your favorite dude, guardian? Dude, I, I, I have so many things oh, to say. I have so many things to say about that. I'm not going to lie. I haven't been this excited to talk about a game in a really long time. Like I didn't actually physically write notes, but I was making mental notes, preparing about all the things I wanted <laughs> to say about this game. You know, and that's why to me it's in the running for game of the year. I mean, we'll talk about the game awards um later, but but I mean, dude, this game is an absolute blast. Like, I don't know how you cannot be having just an awesomely good time the entire time you play this game, right? Like the first thing, like in Avengers, is like, damn, these aren't the guys from the MCU, they don't look anything like them. And what the Avengers game doesn't do that this one does within like 10 minutes, you forget about the movies, the the Guardians of the Galaxy movies, because the writing, the voice acting, these characters are, I don't know, on a scale of one to 10, they're like a 50. Like they're so well done. It it, like the banter between them is great. I like how you brought up the Mass Effect thing. Like, yeah, it's not as much choice as you as you think, but they do remember things in the game that kind of come back to it. I don't know how much choices you can make that really impact the game. There is the 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 mission with with a Groot or Rocket that you guys probably know what I'm talking about that does have some impact on the game for sure. I don't know how far everybody is. I know um, I'm like three quarters of the way through it. Like I, I'm on like, chapter thirteen, and I think Zach a little behind, it, right? You. Yeah, yeah, I finished it. <clears throat> so I'm I'm in like without spoiler because I don't think it's spoiler to say Mantis in it. I'm in the mission that is like Mantis in the cave. I'll put it that way. Like, yeah. That's oh, where that's, I'm at. It's a good one. So like the, like it just all around, it's awesome. You bring up mass effect, right? And I think this is where this game, the one knock on this game is that you only control Peter Quill and that may or may not be a, a you know, a, an issue for people, you know, it would have been nice to be able to control the other ones, but however, I think it more than makes up for it for the fact that you're playing with five characters all the time like that. Like, I fully expected this game to be like like Mass Effect, like your typical game that's like this, where you get two characters with you. And for whatever reason, there's always a third, you know, the other two are always going to be missing for whatever reason, for story purposes. <clears throat> um, but for the majority of this game, you are walking around with all five Guardians of the Galaxy and they're all fighting all the time. And you can you can 
You can't control them, but you can give them commands and tell them to do things that impact the combat. And I can't think of a game that's done that, that's put five characters in your party pretty much the entire game, and they're actively, actively engaged in combat. And I find that to be really impressive. It would have been cool to be able to control them, but I get how that difficult that might have been. The closest the- thing I can think of is like Final Fantasy 15 had four. And yeah. it was the same kind of thing where you could like direct your your uh like yeah. your party members to do the abilities and stuff. But yeah, ha- having five here and 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 the reason why I think this is more impressive than say Final Fantasy 15 is like at least in Final Fantasy 15, the guys are very similar, right? Like the mechanics and all that are very similar. You've got five completely unique characters here that have completely different powers and abilities. It's like making that work fluidly for combat. I found I thought that was freaking amazing to be honest um and i wouldn't say like revolutionary but it was it was super cool you know because i was my expectations were already low because of avengers but i also i never would have guessed that you'd be all five of you squatted up like for the majority of the game which is which is really cool i think man this game does so many things well i can go on and on but i don't want to take the whole it's like the little touches (laughs) right like so like doing a huddle and then hitting the Walkman and not knowing what song's going to come on. And then it just makes that combat encounter. Like, it would be cool to get the buff, right? And and all the stuff that happens with getting a huddle. But it's that extra detail of now having a song, like, playing. Like, Take On Me or fucking... Uh, get a uh, Rickrolled. Never, never, yeah, you get Rickroll, <laughs> like, literally Rickroll the uh, <laughs> enemies or something like that. It just adds that layer of, like, it's that little Guardian's touch that, like does make you like smile ear to ear i mean a good barometer for me is always like how interested is uh marianne as a non-gamer like to like sit how long does she stick around when i'm playing a game and this is one like if she's like she will come out like into the 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 nerd den if she's like working on some work stuff late and like sit in there and just like listen to the fucking banter and like and giggle and like hum along to like whatever songs playing or whatever like she's not gonna like watch me play through the whole thing or anything but like like she's entertained by it which i think is like a big plus um zach uh what are some favorite aspects of the game that like like what are some things that you like you dug about it or or do you have a favorite like guardian in the game like no spoilers Um, because i haven't finished like please like we'll keep it like like light on the details yeah but sure um man yeah i never thought it would be this hard to choose a favorite right for me it's between uh drax and groot um yeah i just man i never thought you could hear groot say i am groot so many different ways right like he does he could put a little different spin on it like depending on the tone of conversation or what you what you're doing or if he's embarrassed or if he's trying to get loud or quiet and like it's it was uh just awesome to to watch him have conversations with everybody and you didn't know what he was saying but you could just almost uh, interpret it in a way like because he the the voice actor i don't know who plays groot but man tweaked it just ever so slightly that like you felt the emotion and like that's that's crazy and uh drax just fucking was absolutely incredible from start to finish um his one line is man uh I think it's an earthquake. Uh, Peter Quill, it's impossible. We are not on Earth. We are not on (laughs) Earth, dude. Yeah. He's definitely like one of the ones that I think is closest to his MCU like counterpart. 
Um, he is. But that's it. Like, they just capture it correctly. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's and also, they, like, that's like that, who that character is, you know, probably. Like, I don't know the comic super well, but. They let him be brutal. To, well, not, like, brutal, but, like, they let him show his strength and all that, right? Like, yeah. I feel like in the, in the MCU, he was almost just there for uh, comedic effect. Like, they never let him be the destroyer that his, you know, the moniker was his name and everything. So it was cool to see him be able to display that kind of power. And when he runs into other characters, have them respect him for that power. Oh, yeah. There's definitely and, a moment pretty early on where you're like, oh, damn, like, he's yeah. got a rep. Yeah, exactly. And they tell you, like, there's a story beat, too. Like, it's like almost like a nonchalant detail about what he's done like the history of that character again, I won't spoil it for anyone who hasn't played it. Um, but it like, there is an accomplishment that's like, you know, a notch on his belt, so to speak. That's like pretty impressive. Like, you know, if you're familiar with like with Marvel, uh, story beats and characters. So, but yeah, they just like, like George was saying, the writing, the voice acting was just all phenomenal. Like, uh, to watch their growth from beginning to end and all that, like it's, it's, just acted to perfection like i i haven't even talked about gamora and, and rocket like they were both just awesome too like it was they were close enough to the mcu versions that uh you know you could latch on to them real easily but then they really just took it and, and ran in their own direction and it was so cool cool to see and it's awesome to have another interpretation that's so well done out there it's not like you look at one and it's drastically better than the other there are two awesome interpretations of it um man one of the biggest knocks i have on this game and it's just maybe it's just a it's probably a personal thing but the amount of times they use the word flocking flarking yeah. <laughs> it reminds flarking. me of Battlestar galactica oh my god it's, it was it's like frack and you know every other every especially rocket man like every other word out of their mouth was that and like yeah. i was like dude stop Flarknard. Flarknard. <laughs> yeah. yeah scott yeah, the other one like scott, which is, scott was used tastefully i feel like but flarking yeah. yeah now that you think about it i just it was like dude can you just say fuck yeah or oh, something man i'm getting annoyed with this shit <laughs> or just find another word to throw in there or, or right around that man it was annoying dude i will um, say like they you know I don't think their goal, and I'm, I'm, and I love it, was was not to capture the MCU ones. They capture the freaking comic books, man. And let me tell you, like, my favorite character is also the one that I hate the most, and it's Rocket. Like, you know, as as a fan of the comics, like Rocket is a piece of shit. He's a fucking asshole, and they do a good job of making you really hate him, especially in the the beginning of the game, the 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 first half of the game, where he's just being a complete prick. And you see it a little bit in the second movie, um, but that is him. Like he is, he's an ass. He is not a nice dude. And it's like one of those where he's he's like an asshole, but he's like he cares about them at heart. And I feel like they 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 capture that like oh, really he got well. Me, he got me good, dude. There was a moment I was like, oh, this is gonna be a big story beat thing where he's like talking to you one on one, and he's like, don't tell yeah. group this. Like, and I was like, oh man. And then like. He started laughing and I was like, oh, you fucking jerk, dude. Like, yeah, he's <laughs> so. he an asshole. Like I was at one point like, dude, I am. I'm tired of your shit, Rocket. And that's exactly how he is in the comics. You know, I, I think they do a, uh, such such a good job. Um, we'll, we'll see how 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 it all ends. Um, I think Gamora is probably the 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 weakest character. I think they could have done a bit more for her, um, but 
yeah, you know, like some of the characters that she's really involved in in the comic book storylines aren't that fe- featured very heavily in this story. So I think there's there's more to her that they couldn't really capture here. Um, but she's a very, very intriguing character that has a lot going for and has been through a lot. It would have been nice to see that shown here, but I understand why why it's not. She's not the focal point of of, of this game, but I think she's a lot more important into to the Guardians than than maybe you see here. But man, it's 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 so good. Everything about it was just so good. It's so much. It's so much fun. It's I've so also fun. I've never well, not never I I haven't laughed out loud at a video game this much in I don't know how long. Oh my god! Yeah, even South Park even, uh, Fracture Boho, I think was the last time. Yeah, I laughed. like even oh man, I forgot about that game. Um, even just like just going around uh, searching for different stuff and everything like the banter, like I was just laughing out loud at that. It's not just cutscenes and everything. I was just like they would randomly throw a line out there that would mainly Drax, but like that would just make you start laughing. And it was uh, yeah, just top notch, man. They, they really knocked it out the park. I think the one last thing I'll add, I, I there's such a smart design choice that like to me elevates this game is like those moments occasionally where you get to kind of explore like a bit of open space again i don't want to like go into specifics for spoilers or whatever but like you you know like there's like some areas where like you can actually walk around and like be in that world a little bit and have a little bit of like you know choice and like where you go who you talk to what you do like you could just go straight for the story or you can can go around a little bit that is such a smart choice because it makes that world feel alive in a way that I don't think would if you were just on the spaceship. Um, you know, like you'd feel connected to your crewmates, but um, I hope this thing's selling well and I hope we get a sequel because it's like that'll be like a day one purchase. Like, and sequels are generally speaking usually better in video games, whereas like movies sometimes it's a, it's a bit of a coin toss. But like, you know, if a game sells well and it gets a sequel, usually the quality goes up and then, you know, there's there's just they, they knew what they did well and they can kind of tweak and refine. So I hope we get a sequel. This is better than Spider-Man for me. It is, too. I know. Like if Adam was both here, Spider-Man. Yep, yeah, same. both Spider-Man, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, because, no, undoubtedly. I mean, I think Miles Morales is better than the first one, but I, I think this game is just is, is better than both of those. And those were solid nines um, for that year, I think so. This is this is just an all-around great game. Yep, I would. Th- to me, this is like a nine to a nine five because I think you have to kind of judge a game for like what it is, you know. Like, and I think for what this game is trying to do and like be like, which is a an excellent comic book like adaptation, you know, with action adventure elements, like it succeeds. One quick note: not that anything that's ever like really affected like my game. It does have a tiny, tiny, tiny bit of jank. Like there's occasionally like weird texture pop-ins or character models like will tweak out. It's very few and far between and it's never like ruined something for me. But I think it's worth pointing out that like, you know, I I think like it's in a state that's fine like to have come out the way it did and they're they're, they're already like patching stuff. But um, you might see some weird things. I did see some weird stuff like that too, for sure. And I didn't have any per- like issues with stability, you know, for for once. Um, but I did hear a lot about crashing and freezing issues online when I did a little bit of research that people were having. But I, I, I personally didn't experience any issues um, at all. So, so there's that. One I other thing. A... One other little critique. I'm, I'm really getting tired of games having us pick between ray tracing, performance, quality. Like these machines should be able to do all of that. 
like holy shit you know and i think that came out a few days it wasn't on on the release date but i i saw a couple of days ago that you could turn on ray tracing i did and the game looked like ass because it I goes did, to fucking yeah. what <laughs> five frames per second like what is that man like why yeah. even give me that feature i immediately went back i was like no. if, if, <laughs> if you have a next gen console and you're opting for ray tracing over 60 frames per second like you're a monster you know <laughs> like you're an absolute monster and it's just like a pointless feature. It's, it's, it's a little frustrating that we're having to consistently choose between that. Like, you know, they, they gave us all these consoles sold us on it being able to do that and all these frames. And some of them are even talking about up to 8K and 120 frames. But you can't give me 60 yet with ray tracing. Like, it's, it's getting They're not powerful enough to, unfortunately, you know. Um, they think about the graphics card that's in your PC, right? And like, you know, the equivalent, but... We'll get there. We'll get there. We're spoiled, you know, if you play on PC. Well, I think unless, Zach, did you want to add one more thing before we, we uh, move on to our next topic? Um, I don't remember what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, well, Erica, our resident expert, subject matter, matter expert on League of Legends, oh, been, been a bit of a, a big week, right? Oh, she, she's she's taking a, a quick pause here. Hello. Sorry. Yes, I'm here. <laughs> League of Legends. What? Yeah. About Riot games? Been a big week, right? Like, uh, it seems like all kinds of stuff. Got a new show and yeah. been off games announced and maybe it released even from the sound of it. It did. Yeah. So Riot's kind of been on like the they've really taken the joke of Riot Games. Haha, you only have one game to heart. Um, so now they've um, in the last, since Arcane released and it'll be all related to like that coming back. Um, but to stick to games for a hot second. They did a, a presentation sort of like with a Nintendo Switch kind of a thing uh, that came out of nowhere and everyone was very confused about it. Uh, but they announced a bunch of games. Um, one of them, one that was brand new that no one never heard of. There's, they're doing uh, a third person narrative based like adventure game with um, I, I got character that I, a pair of characters that I really like um, called The Song of Nunu, I believe. I have the title right here. Give me two seconds. Yeah, Song of Nunu. So it's it's a fun adventure game with like a little kid and his big Yeti friend and they go around doing ice magic looking for his parents. Um, and part of the excitement of that is that uh, part of the, the Runeterra world. So Leeds got two major kind of like franchise series. You have Valorant, which is go off doing gun shooty, patootie, whatever you want to do. And then all of their other games kind of take place in this other same like universe of Runeterra. And it's got, it's like a wonderfully wildly diverse world of like, how do you reconcile like the heavy um, uh, uh, steampunk aspects of like high tech with places that have high magic with places that take place in like the great north and like the deserts and all these like fantastical places. And I like that the way they all marry them together. So getting like having other opportunities for people to actually kind of like explore this world for what it is, is super exciting to me. And yeah, and I think doing um, the, the great white north kind of area through the eyes of like a kid who's just kind of out to have fun and have adventures is a great way to do it. Uh, so that's super exciting. Uh, they, uh, I think they did a release date for Convergence, which is uh, a, a platformer with uh, a character named Echo, who you kind of actually meet early on in Arcane. They're the TV show that they've released. And it's that's a simple platformer. It is what it is. It'll be fine. But like, yeah, so Arcane, I think, is the, one of the big topics. Actually, no, it's not. I missed one. The other thing they did was a stealth release, like out of nowhere, um, this turn-based RPG that they announced again a couple years back at the Game Awards. Um, it was meant to coincide with an, um, a big event they were doing in League of Legends itself, and then COVID hit and blah, 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 blah. But yeah, so that released like out of nowhere two days ago. 
and I've played about three hours of it and I'm actually kind of really enjoying it. Um, I have an issue with RPGs usually because um, I'm not big on grinding. I get bored very quickly. So things like Octopath Traveler, I love playing through the first chapters of, and then you have to sit and grind so, so, so slowly to even hit the level like base for chapter two. For and eight it's, characters. For eight characters. It's even, so it's, it's even like, I would hope that by the time like you can hit like the first like chapter for somebody because they're all like kind of like staggering levels for Octopath, but like getting even to that first like hit, this is like 32, 33, and then whatever, whatever. God, I don't want to do it. And you, you, you XP so slowly and I'm not about it. So like Octopath fell out for me, but this one at least is seeming like it's going to potentially be paced well. Again, I'm three hours in for anybody who's played it. I have, um, finally gotten to the point where I'm going to go and and um, do things as Yasuo as one of the playable characters. Uh, it's got a weird thing where I ended up getting stuck in like 30 to 45 minutes of, of unskippable, impossible cutscenes. Oh, um, because it's just like they're introducing new characters and it comes off the back of you finishing a story element with other characters. And I'm just like, I need to go to bed. Can I leave now? <laughs> what, but, what's the name of that game? This is, oh, sorry, this is uh, The Ruined King, a legal, a legal legend story. The Ruined King. The and Ruined King. What platforms uh, are, uh, is it on? Point. I think it's on everything, if I remember correctly. I'm playing it on yeah, Switch it right now, it's on but everything. it's up on everywhere. Now, uh, is it a turn-based RPG, you said? Yeah, so turn-based okay. RPG, they're, because turn-based RPGs nowadays um, have, like, an extra Ooh. gimmicky mechanic. Um, the whole gimmicky mechanic on this is that there are kind of, like, three sort of like lanes you can switch between. So you can do your attack as normal. So you have your, you know, your action bar where, you know, I'm going to do this attack and you go and it places you on like the initiative bar, basically. Um, you can augment it so you can do it faster, but lower power or slower with higher power. And it lets you, you know, there's other like modifiers and stuff like that. So placing where you want to be on the board sometimes is almost as important as like what you're actually trying to do with it. This looks cool. It, it has a really nice yeah. art style to it as well i might look into yeah. this it's it's a it's a riot games so they're if any they're nothing if not beautiful to look at you're not allowed uh, to play that so you play metroid dread so each, <laughs> well, each your fucking well, well here's the thing amazon right now, Nintendo amazon is running a deal right now on get uh three switch games for the price of two so if ruin king is on there that sounds like a good switch game yeah. Judging by the art style and the and the look so there you go. Go check yep, it out. it's it's run perfectly fine um I haven't had an issue with this running of it. Uh, <laughs> you were gonna say something. I, I just well, I was looking at the 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 page for Amazon, and then I just saw Grant Theft Auto, and I thought I, I thought about mm. that. I'm like, oh, we haven't talked about that debacle. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, but uh, I digress. <laughs> uh, so I guess to to sell the Rune King a little harder than I have, other than talking about grandiose stuff, uh, there is a an old like old lore character called the Ruined King. And his whole bit is that he took this beautiful, like, Isle of the Blessed where, like, you know, all of the good stuff happens. Um, and he tried to resurrect his wife and he broke it. So now it's like the evil shadow ghosty bad stuff Isle. And uh, he's finally hit this point in the story overall where he's come back. And to give you an idea of also how, like, important this character was, there's an item in the League of Legends game that's named after him. And he's been this giant looming background character. So now he's kind of back. Uh, so that's kind of the set dressing for it. The actual story is set in um, Bilgewater, which is their, like, if I said pirates meet Cthulhu mythos, like, that's the kind of vibe of it. Uh, it's set there, and it's kind of like what they're, what a bunch of six of the characters from the game, 
how they all end up meeting up in this place and how they kind of handle this um, catastrophic event happening as that is essentially the closest location to where this big bad thing is happening. The first place it hits is Bilgewater. So it's all, it's these characters. You get to run around this like gross, grimy city. Um, there's a section of it called the Slaughter Docks and it's called that because there's giant sea monsters that get slain there for all of their body parts and all of the, um, the docks run thick with all of their blood all the time. Oh, nice. Like it's, it's gross and grimy. <laughs> that sounds awesome. So yeah, and there's and again, all this other over, overarching like story stuff where one of the characters is the current queen or pirate king, I guess is the better term of this place right now but the people are still loyal to the one that she theoretically killed and so there's a whole bunch of like tensions running through there and stuff it's 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 i'm interested so far it's a lot of the game is the gameplay took a second to, to like make me like get interested in it because it's a lot of again it's a lot of stuff to happen at once for somebody who's not used to really playing turn-based rpgs i'm at 90 percent for the story because i love these characters so, and on that note, it's uh, again, hard for me to tell, to judge because I'm already invested in like the character and the story and the setting and all of these things because I've, I've played League of Legends and I love this whole world entirely. I read wiki articles on it all the time. I think that makes you a good person to to kind of gauge like how successful they are, right? In telling a story in that world. Cause you, if you know it intimately, like, like, yeah. so do you think that they like, because it's apparent from all the different spinoffs and everything that they're trying to tackle right now that they're trying to expand out uh, branch out and maybe pull other people into that world how successful do you think uh well rune king will say for you know for starters like is with with that do you think it's uh, a game that'll be approachable to to new people i think it is um, again, a, a rough because I know everyone's story, so I don't know if there's like missing elements when like when a character comes in and they're like, hi, this is how I got to, to build water. This is why I'm here. Like, I don't know if there's any like logical leaps that are necessarily missing because I might I can fill in all those gaps myself. Like, that's kind of my concern. Uh, it seems like it is. They've picked a variety of characters for the Rune King that I think that there's going to be someone that'll be like of interest to you. Um and even there's also things where it's two characters specifically. Uh, if you're interested in like how they got to where they are, there's actually one. The, uh, they have an entire short that explains why one character is where he where he is right now. And so I hope they'll dive into that a little more in the game, so you don't have to go and read other content or see other content. But yeah, so I think I think it's going to be a better way to do it because again, like you said, League of Legends is almost un- unapproachable at this point. So I think that they, if they want to get people invested in their IP, they have to start branching out into other game modes. Or other game modes, other types of games, and I th- well, think and catching okay. you up without like inundating you to the point where like where your eyes glaze over too. I think would be uh... yeah. Yeah, but you it seems like they're... you don't need oh. to know 140 characters. You need to know six. Yeah, oh, I was forget how big that game is. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's, I, thirty I bucks say, though. It's thirty smart. bucks. Yeah. Thirty bucks is all it is. Yep. Mm-hmm. On Switch. Yeah, it's not sixty bucks. Steam. Not yeah, man, that, that's that sounds tasty. I don't know how long it is. Is the other side of it. Um. So that that's a that's still up in the air. I haven't looked it up. If anyone wants to go and find out how long, I mean, um, if it, I mean, if it's the ride, if it's long, great, you get your money's worth. And if it's not, mm-hmm. like I don't know, I've had an appreciation lately for shorter games, given how much things I have to play that have been oh, on my God, plate yeah. lately. So, so the, I wouldn't mind it either way. How long to beat based on uh, like straight story? A whopping six people. Um, it's nineteen hours for main story. Main plus extras is 21 and a half. Completionist is blank. So it's um, not bad. I don't think it's for, oh, for, 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 yeah, for an RPG. Um, yeah, other thing that's nice. RPG too. Yeah. Those are traditionally slower. 
the skill tree, by the way, is entirely customizable whenever you want to. Um, that's been super nice. So if, if you pick an ability, you're never locked into like upgrading one of your abilities. You can just immediately take all your points out and put them other places, which I appreciate because I, again, part, part of the anxiety of playing, the, uh, the anxiety, the, the pressure of playing those games is if you make the wrong choice, you end up not liking what it is. It sucks because you're stuck with it. Yeah, respecking, I think, is yeah, like, respecking thankfully become a pretty modern like staple. Mm-hmm. like it, sometimes they'll let you do it right away like but but yeah most games will let you so that's good it's good oh that's good okay um yeah, and to oh, leap off of that for the leaks of like arcane i guess no none of you watched it god it's so good that's no i was gonna ask oh, you i'm glad so god. that that's what i was gonna say like all right i want to hear about the show because i saw the trailer it has i'm gonna butcher her name but i'm gonna try anyway uh shora um Ogdashalu, Ogdashalu, uh, who plays in the Expanse, um, uh, Christian Avasarala, which is one of my favorite characters. She's, I know, a voice in the show. So I heard her voice in the trailer, and I was like, "Ooh, okay." Um, I don't know who that is. She's a, who, who was that? Okay. She has a very deep, like, rich, raspy, like, voice. Um, oh, I know exactly which character that is. It's oh, it that's is, a great. I love her she's so Iranian. much. That character's so good. Yeah, you you can I could recognize that voice anywhere, you know. <laughs> oh, she does Grayson. Yeah, Grayson. I love Grayson. She's great. Uh yeah, again, it's it's a it's if anything, I think this is one of the most like approachable worlds. This is the our, our worlds, the areas of the world. It's their steampunk chempunk um sort of a story setting. Uh great. I love it. Uh these characters, I think they're doing very well with them. They're kind of telling stories with them that again just show up as back lore, whatever. I don't think they've ever done anything with them. And getting to see this all play out and like how this like the whole Avon region develops around what the characters are all doing is so good. I think they're all portrayed wonderfully. I think the story is really approachable too. Um, they very much root it in this sort of like found family kind of like core. Uh, on on both sides because it's again a bit of a dual story where you're looking at what's happening on the on the top of the steampunk city and then also the literally sitting below this city essentially is this big like grimy tech uh, chempunk world and they get you get to see kind of like the the positives and negatives of both sides of it and how the these kind of settings have influenced the characters and how they decide it uh again a beautiful i can't uh, it's a riot story like the art style is gonna be phenomenal on it no matter what you look at when it comes to riot games at all like that's just how they are god i love this show so much i really want to hear what somebody who hasn't like who doesn't know league thinks of it because i i know I, I, I need to know like I'll, i'm probably gonna watch it it's uh six episodes so Great. yeah there's three more being released tomorrow actually and but it's gonna be nine total i believe so it's done in three arcs essentially mm-hmm. uh you can watch three at a time and you can see at least between the the first set and the second set there was a time skip so you get, get there's changes that happen in the world in the background that you kind of get to look back on as you go even so yeah but, you can sit and watch them in settings but it's on my list but right after tiger king season two uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll watch it i'll watch it before that but 98 percent on rotten tomatoes with 8.8 on um mm-hmm. uh out of 10 average uh rating which is like nothing to sneeze at like that's that's really good <laughs> like yeah not that i put like stock in there but uh you know for uh like as that being the end all be all but um i wonder what the user um continue sorry i didn't mean to cut i just yeah I, if, if you want like easy approachability like again shows at the end of the day are the most approachable way you can tell your stories because you don't have to rely on game mechanics that someone might not like or anything like that 
there's again character variety it, it's it's god it's such a wild thing to kind of like see it all actually like happen because it's been again this has been nothing but wiki articles since like 2010 and that's kind of all it's been you can go onto you on the league of legends universe and you can read up on the whole backstories these characters how they all interact and you can see oh wait look character x and character y have like a shared story i didn't realize that because i just sit and go pew pew in a video game and it's like it's all of those like little like character moments and things like that and even then watching the show and knowing where all of them end up at the end of it and even then still being like kind of like excited to see like how it all plays out and how relationships all come together and fall apart and oh i'm so excited it's uh one more day and then the last three episodes release do you think this is like basically their expansion here do you think it's something to just have a bigger reach um or is this more just kind of furthering league of legends you know i don't know if that makes sense but uh, I think it might be a bit of both because on yeah so it brings out it brings it reaches out it brings in people that normally wouldn't watch it even people who don't even know what League of Legends is people who are just like on Netflix looking around can just like pop in and look at it and it kind of stands alone on its own without relying on you having to have this grand knowledge of the world or anything else um, and then I think it does potentially push the story deeper because now you see the world kind of in action and you could get to see again other other characters that you don't hear about normally because they didn't matter in again in any wiki articles and stuff like that so it kind of deepens all of your understanding of those stuff and gives again more places for um stories to be played with and be told in i i wonder like because so i think when i think of league of legends it, it feels a lot like overwatch in terms of the game and i think the community is not particularly welcoming to new no. players right or new people and 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 some of this new content that they're providing out there and and you know with other games the show uh it's going to drum up some interest you know so i was just curious as to whether that's something that could potentially make it more popular um and wonder how that would impact that community because honestly mm-hmm. i've wanted to play league of legends for so for a while just because i'm like it sounds like kind of like my jam but everyone that i know that plays it says i shouldn't which is weird, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> I mean, like it's a, a weird thing, you know, <laughs> like it's yeah, the the League of Legends community is probably some of like is, is like super hyper toxic. And even the game like itself, when you play me. it, like they're protecting me from. from yeah, that's <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's basically it. It's, it's I, I again, I'm one of them. I was also always one of the people that are like, uh, yeah, I love League of Legends. Don't play it. Um. And it's, I mean, there's all the reasons for it. It's part of the reason why that community gets so toxic is that when you have people who have already dedicated all of this time to understand it, because it's a, it's a high like learning ceiling essentially, where it's, again, there's 140 characters. And so whenever you go to queue up for a game, you have to know what all of those characters do for all four, all five of their abilities. Um, more, some of them even more because they, you know, you, you can't have five abilities anymore. God forbid you have to have so much garbage you do. Um, you have to know which items are meant to be bought. You need to know um, positioning and all of these terminology and all these strategies and things like that. And it's just a lot to put on someone. And when you have higher level players who are going back down into lower levels because they're having a bad day and they just want to win some games yeah, or they're trying to bro. level an account up, count up. <laughs> yeah, they just get angry when you don't know what you're doing. And, yeah. you, you know, and because they they know what they're do- what they're doing. Why don't you? And this- it's... It's, uh, makes it's, it hard. it's dumb it's it's very it's very um self-destructive 
kind of attitude to have. And I, I mean, it's nothing, I'm sure it, does, it pales in comparison, but I experienced some of this playing. I've been playing this MMO Final Fantasy 14, you know, and that's a game that's purposely trying to draw in new players. And it's been very popular lately. But every now and then you run into someone who's like, there's so many dungeons in that game and somebody will just, you know, be annoyed. Like I, I, I have literally a thing that like designates me as new player. I don't know what I'm doing. I try to look things up so I'm not completely lost, but you know, and then every now and then you run into an asshole and it's, and it's unfortunate because like, I feel like the community should be more welcoming towards new players. I understand the frustration, but new players means your game is thriving, means your game is generating more interest. And thus your game is going to have more content. It's going to live longer. It's going to have a longer shelf life. So I don't know how people can be so toxic to new players, but obviously like they can't understand that. They don't see that. They can't grasp that concept. So it's unfortunate because, uh, yeah, I've literally been turned off to play that game because of what everybody's told me. Um, but I definitely will check out this um, this series. Uh, I this um, the Ruined King seems like my jam, honestly. So mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna. I don't know when I'm gonna get to play it, but I definitely think I'm gonna pick it up. So it, it's it's interesting, but I I am afraid that this is gonna yeah. make me want more of the content and and lead me down the dark path that is playing League of Legends, you know? So. I mean, there so there are ways to play League that will minimize the toxicity. <laughs> um, you can't ever go anywhere in the game and get rid of it. Um, they have four fun game modes where people generally are, um, so there's, there's a couple of the, the main game mode they have is I'm sure the familiar MOBA setup that like you'll picture immediately with like the two little big red dots and the three lanes and all that stuff. Um, and then they have other game modes on the side of that. And the, the Summoner's Rift one, the, the actual moment you're familiar with is the one where people get really competitive in, regardless of whether you're playing competitive or in like ranked or not. Um, so the four fun game modes I always rec- recommend, um, just because A, they're fun and B, no one cares what you're doing in those. Uh, second is play with the mute button. They have a wonderful option where you can go in and you can just mute everybody in the oh, game. That's what I do in every video game. Every moment, yeah. ever, <laughs> ever since all the uh, Call of Duty and Halo kids that banged my mom 700 <laughs> times back in the day in those lobbies. Yeah. Like the once private parties and chats was a thing, I mute I mute anything like that. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. So muting um, is fine. Don't, don't go into ranked is the other, uh, is the, the, the final thing play normals. Cause at the end of, at the end of the day, it, you know, they can cry about it. You just say, go play ranked and then mute yeah. them. Uh, but yeah, cause, cause it, it's, the game is fun. Like, well, when it's fun, it's fun. As someone explained it as when you're playing MOBAs, um, it's like, like league, I don't know how Dota is. But when you're when you're having fun and you're winning, it feels phenomenal. But if you're not having a good time, it is literally the worst game experience you'll ever have, just based on the fact that when you lose, you tend to lose really, really hard. And you get again, it's the you get uh, what God, what do you call it? when you get caught in a rut and you end up really salty. Tilted. You just end up losing tilted. and losing and losing and losing. You get tilted, tilted. yeah. You get tilted yeah. really hard. Get pitted. So, uh, pitted. so God. Yeah, the tilt, tilt can like destroy your games, and it's really because you just think like I just want to play until I win one. You end up in that kind of like a rut. It's super easy to do in league, uh, and there's nothing they can do about that. So it's just yeah, it's hard to recommend to play because the community is so bad, and when the game is bad, it's the worst video game in existence. Um, but God, the it's the actual gameplay is so much fun. And like the variety of characters is so much fun and the things you can do when you find characters that you really like to play, like it's, 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 it's the greatest. It's so much fun. 
And when you have a good team, it's fun. Even if you're like, if you're not like winning per se, sometimes you'll hit games where you're just like joking around with everybody in the game and chat. And it's, you're having, it's, it's just, it's just fun. It's just fun and it's social and you're making jokes. And uh, why can't it always be like that? <laughs> so yeah, I'll play with friends at the end of the day. That's, it. Yeah, that's always a good tip for a game you enjoy is play with friends. Like it definitely makes it better if you can, even if you got some toxic assholes in the uh, the lobby or whatever, you, you know, having having your buds there to back you up is definitely good. Yeah. Well, my, I'm my sold on at least two out of the, uh, what, three IP expansions that you mentioned. So the show and the RPG mm-hmm. for the Switch. That smells to me like maybe a like a Thanksgiving like game. Like if I'm, if I'm hanging out with family and like, you know, we're all in the same room. Something's on TV that I don't care about. I can kind of have my switch and like glance up occasionally. Yeah, like, just just be warned. You can get caught in giant cutscene like swaths that you can't. I've I, at least I couldn't find. I could pause in. Um, I guess the home button on the switch would work, but yeah, yeah. Just keep in, keep in mind of that. Fair. Well, right on. sweet. Um, final topic we have. Our game award uh, nominees for 2021, and uh, I'm going to stick to like a couple of main categories here. Probably, you know, like game of the year, um, best direction, best esports coach. Yeah, no, definitely not that. Um, <laughs> best direction, maybe uh, best narrative, and uh, we'll talk about like performance, best indie, and a couple other ones. Maybe um, if you guys want to kind of not but let's start with the big one uh which is game of the year so our nominees are death loop it takes death two death loop death loop and death loop uh metroid dread <laughs> psychonauts 2 ratchet and clank rift apart and resident evil village so um right off the bat my personal game of the year is on here so i was happy to see that um, think it deserves, which is it takes two. I've been not so shy about that. Like that's the it's the most fun I've had. I think it's the best story that I've played this year, and just uh, I don't know. I can't get over how great it is. Um, two games that I will say, like if I'm going to give my hot take that I don't think deserve to be on the list as much as I enjoyed both of them, um, are uh, Metroid Dread and Psychonauts Two. Like I would sub those two out with, um. Well, I wasn't okay. dread in your top five, or is that before Guardians? Mm, yeah, see the, the and that's the kind of the discussion there. Like, yes, um, did Guardians hit the cutoff for Game of the Worlds? It did because it, it, it has other nominees. It has oh. some nominations. So, oh. um, I'm, a little, I'm a little surprised that it's not in Game of the Year. <laughs> but um, I, and I'm going to say Psychonauts too. Like, um, I guess that as much as I enjoyed that game, I think there was just there's better like even like presumptive Forza, which I have not played but plan to. Like Horizon seems like I mean it's the best reviewed game on Metacritic, and I think that's the most glaring snub. Even if you haven't played it, like it like what's it's it over- like the car game? Yeah, it's overwhelmingly positive. Well, it's more than that. It's it's an open world car PG is what I've heard it called. Like oh. where like you like you can just drive around and fuck around like in that game, do stunts, collect stuff. Like there's soccer games. There's like all kinds of stuff that you can kind of do. So it's like this open world game where you can like it's not just racing, right? And that's what appeals to me, like on paper about it anyway. But it seems to be like a very like uh, big snub. Um, what about y'all? Like, do you have any things that you feel like were snubbed, um, or like games you feel like don't belong here? I know one game George is gonna say he doesn't feel like belongs here. What's that? Resident Evil Village. Um, well, 
I don't know. It's a top six. It could be in there. I, I don't. I don't hate Resident Evil okay. Village. Um. It, it, so the thing is, it's it's hard, right? Because I haven't played most of the games here. Um. So Psychonauts, like that, just game doesn't interest me whatsoever. I I can't see how that's a top six game, to be honest. Um. Ratchet and Clank just isn't my jam, so I know I won't play it. So I wouldn't think that's in the top six for me. But I know that's it's pretty well uh, received and reviewed, so I get it. Um. I. I to me, Deathloop was a was a good game. That's it. Like it's it, it's like a, it's a good game, you know. Like I, that's it. Like I don't I don't. I guess it's probably on here because of the comparison. I have a feeling Deathloop is gonna start running away with a bunch of these awards. I I don't. That is not the game to me that like. I don't know. For me, a game of the year has to be like a like an all time great, a really memorable game. And and in a few years, like Deathloop is gonna be a game that I played. It was fun, but it isn't something that's gonna be like resonating with me for a long time like say uh, a ghost of tsushima sekiro yeah. um that that really really sits with me personally um so i don't know i haven't played metroid dread yet but i will i'm not done with resident evil village i think it's a fun game i think the story is absolutely stupid um <laughs> i think the that main character is wild that yeah. the main character is a that's moron welcome to every resident evil you know? game I but mean, yeah like... that's i get but but i'm saying like actual gameplay is fun um for the most part um you know it, it's interesting the narrative as, as stupid as it is 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 interesting and i kind of want to see what happens it's it's challenging um i do think some of the boss fights are dumb though uh, i i don't like the mechanics on some of the bo- the boss fights especially uh moreau um but a lot of them i, I mean i don't know i heard the final boss is very difficult but I've, i haven't found them overly challenging the most the, the most difficult i've uh one for me has been moreau the yeah. stupid He's the most bullshit one for sure. But because it's just, and not because it's like difficult, it's because it's just complete chance. If he decides to start spitting acid and you're physically not able to get to shelter right away, you're done. Um, But anyways, not to get super into that game. I think it's a good game. It's probably, I think it deserves its nomination. Um, but, um, But I don't know if it's in my personal five, just on taste. But I wouldn't argue that. Um, I'm shocked that Guardians isn't here. Uh, I, I really am. I think that's a that's a that's a shame, but I will be playing It Takes Two next week, so maybe that'll be my game of the year. Hopefully, uh, it, you know, if it's not, I think it makes your list. Like it's just it's pure joy, like to play. I don't know, um, I Zach. So. Do you do you have anything that you feel like was snubbed and uh, or and or anything that you feel like just like to you like doesn't jive? Oh, Returnal too. So. Yeah, I think I think like George said, I think Guardians missing is the biggest uh, um, omission here. Um, I I haven't played uh, a lot of these. Uh, I just added it takes two, so I can't speak on that yet. Um, I don't have a PS5 to play Ratchet or Deathloop. Um, I just haven't played Psychonauts two, so I voted for Resident Evil eight because it's the only one on here I've played. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, yeah, definitely. I say like. Uh you know enjoy um it takes to like play that and like I, yeah i'm sorry i don't mean to get, go ahead and finish what you're saying no no it's cool i really don't have much else to say uh, i i can't remember anything else that came out this year that i would really want to hitman i don't know if you played hitman i i didn't um yeah i mean clearly nothing off the top of the head other than other than guardians right now so yeah. i think death is good i'm good with a nod to death loop but um with you george like it's that's one of those games I'm considering pulling off even out of my top. I, I'm recontextualizing everything. Like 
Uh, what it's going to come down to me is like, uh, does Guardians like fall? I don't anticipate it falling off at the end, but if it like completely fucks the end of that game, maybe that changes stuff. But and and f- like Forza, like how good is Forza? Like I definitely want to put some time into Forza and see like how how you know how it is. Like I mean, it's they said it scored very well. People seem to really really be enjoying it. So. I think Deathloop is much more deserving of the next category than it is of actual game of the year, to be honest. Because I mean, in when you say next category, you mean the uh, game direct, direction? Game direction. Yeah, yeah, like there, there, I'd, I'd probably, <laughs> I'd probably think it freaking wins, or, you know. Um, but did you guys like um, that, Dishonored? Yeah, I did. I think yeah. Dishonored Two is a game that I put over like Deathloop. I don't like, think I didn't play the second one though, but I did enjoy Dishonored. I just think Deathloop was just a simple game. It's just, it's not like. It's the the story and the kind of the puzzle and mystery to it is is the best part of that game as opposed to the actual thing you're doing with your controller, in my opinion. So when um, it's when someone says, "Hey, like again, like three years down the line, say, hey, what what games came out in 2020? Like, what's I guess the game you'd think of? Guardians. Because it, it seems like there's nothing here any of you are really enthused about besides Guardians." So has uh, it just been a I slow mean, year for again, games, and is that why this category is kind of like lackluster for you guys? Or I mean, it takes it takes two, and uh, it, like for me, it's like far and away. Like the one where, like I, I think, like I, the next category, game direction, I put it there too because it's such a singular vision from Joseph Ferris, and like those characters, like have to carry the entire story. The husband and wife, like have to, and they are phenomenal, like together. So. Um, game of the year yeah it's like the entire package but also like every when i think of like best direction like which is defined as award for outstanding creative vision and innovation and in game direction and design like that's it takes two like to a t like i mean every level is unique every like it has different mechanics it's not just a different place that you're going like you're each character has like their own ability and it changes and it evolves it never gets boring it's always fresh it's always lovely um but yeah, Erica, I mean, like, it, it, it's, it's kind of hard, right? Like, to me, yeah, Guardians, like, I would put over that. Returnal, even, like, I feel like I would put, like, over maybe even, like, Deathloop, like, kind of thinking, like, more. Yeah, yeah, I never beat it. I, there was some frustrating shit, but, like, in terms of, like, being different and, um, like, what's memorable, like, I certainly am not going to forget that. <laughs> that game, yeah. Having to fucking stay up till one o'clock in the morning as frustrating as that was. But like, cause I wanted to like, see if I could conquer that next hurdle or whatever. So yeah, I I'm, I'm, I'm with Chris on that. I, I do think this year produced a lot of solid games. I don't think it produced any, like a whole lot of all time greats. You know, it takes two seems to be that for me, for me, the game that I'm going to remember for a long, long time is guardians of the galaxy, because that, that to me is what I'm going to want out of future comic book superhero games like that's when i think of whenever this uh, wolverine game comes out um that's what i'm gonna think about i hope this i hope this game is on the level of guardians i hope it can build off of that 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 to me is a new standard for a you know comic book superhero adaptation previously it was the spider-man games um this one is different it does its own thing so i think this game is definitely on that so maybe it's not like an all-time great game, but it is an incredibly memorable game. I'm hoping it takes two. Is that for me? But yeah, Deathloop is just—it just isn't that to me. You know, like if somebody just bought a PS5, I'd recommend Deathloop to them. Um, but I think I think Returnal did more for me for sure. Um, you know, I just I thought it was a, a good game, a great story, a very unique game. They did a lot of things right, but I don't I don't think this thing blew me away. Um, 
you know, enough for game of the years. But if you look, compare the nominees this year to the past couple of years, it, it is a weaker uh, pool, I think, in my opinion. I think there's just some weird choices there. But um, as Adam pointed out in their Discord, it comes down to like industry, like, you know, media outlets, basically, like game, games media is like who nominates and kind of decides who ends up there. So it's not surprising in that regard so in game direction we have death loop again takes two again psychonauts ratchet and clank again and then returnal is in there as well yeah. um to me like ratchet and clank is an outstanding uh like mascot platformer but still just a mascot platformer that just looks really pretty and has a couple of like you know um interesting mechanics uh, i loved it i had a great time psychonauts is like a notch below that and pretty much the same thing you know like um it's a collectathon. Um, Psychonauts to, two to me felt like a, a prettier version of a game that, like, like I think I said on a previous previous episode, that came out like in the original Xbox generation. It very much feels of that generation, which was nice for like nostalgia. Um, but like, I, um, I, I don't think like it puts it in the outstanding. So we go to narrative. Like, here's where things get like a little more interesting or varied. So we have Deathloop takes two. Guardians finally showing up here, uh, which I think is like it's a good choice. Psychonauts two, and then Life is Strange: True Colors, which I have not played but heard decent things about. Um, this is where I hope Guardians does pick up like a win. Like I feel like it has the best chance here because like it, it was a big surprise. And if you see something like a Death Loop or it takes to take one of the other categories, you could kind of see people voting maybe like to put um, you know to give Guardian like kind of some props here. Y'all agree with that? Hundred percent. I do, I do. But however, I also think this is, in my opinion, Deathloop one of Deathloop's strongest categories. I think the narrative there is 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 pretty good, and that's where I'd I'd place Deathloop instead of some of the other ones, to be honest with you. But yeah, I hope I hope Guardians take something, man, because like this is what I want to see in these kind of games going forward, you know. So I, I want to give them all the kudos and and props that the that I think they deserve. If it doesn't win this, I think it'll win Best Action Adventure for sure. This that, if it's gonna win the what's the the sound one best sound or score or whatever like oh best that y- shit. yeah Audio best, best yeah no, the one yeah whatever the whatever one the one that counts the soundtrack it's co- it no there's best audio design which it which is weird it's not on there but it's on best score and music it's yeah better, that is gonna... it better run away with best score and music like come on yeah for sure yeah um so switching over from AAA to indie real quick <laughs> this. This was wild to me um, for one particular. So we have 12 minutes, Death's Door, Inscription, Kina, Bridge of Spirits, and Loop Hero. Um, how the fuck 12 minutes got on here, but the Forgotten City didn't? Like we've talked about before, Forgotten City is like a just far and away better uh, game than 12 minutes. It's a very similar concept um forgotten city got the uh, you know the tip of the hat for best indie debut it fucking deserved to be here man like um i saw a really funny joke a uh, bit of a spoiler that 12 minutes should have been in the best family family game category it's really funny but um all that being said i was i was uh, very happy to see lupiero here uh because like i told you guys like talking about an addicting game i don't know if that's come out on switch yet but if you can put that as your third switch game dude like um george that's that game is so good it's it's so incredible and unique which which, which game say again lupiero 
Oh, Loop Hero. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't sound like my thing. But... I pro- I promise you, like, like it's unlike anything you play. Like, you you get a couple. Of ga- that that is the game that will keep you up late into the night, going like, all right, it's only gonna take me 20, 20 minutes to do like another go. Like, let me let me see what happens. But yeah, I mean, you've been not you've earned enough credibility to for me to consider it. It's just it is it is a uh, it is down the list on things. Uh, you didn't that, pick that, Sonic that... too. Yeah, you did not pick Sonic too. This was that on Switch recommendations. Or Bobby, I'd be like, get out of here with that shit. I recommended a a game that became one of his favorites. Man, (laughs) fucking Fire Emblem. So that is that that is my favorite Switch game ever, Um, for sure. I still I love that game. I can't wait to go back and play that. Did anybody else uh, play Destor besides me? I I gotta ask that question real quick before I forget. No. Oh, I've played like three or four games on the entire thirty category nomination list. So, <laughs> dude, <laughs> then they're all old games. I'm gonna be real. Like I played through like 80 percent of that because we were trying to test some audio equipment for like you know future like uh, YouTube series and stuff. Um, and I played it with two friends that like I really have a, a good time playing games with. Like we've done a lot of rental rushes together. I think probably the most of anybody, and that's Geo and Ryan. And we all came down on like that. It was like really enjoyable and fun. I don't understand why everybody was losing their minds over it. Like it is. A very capable Zelda clone, Zelda like clone, and like, I, I just don't, I don't understand. It's charming, it's cool, like it's 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 fun, but um, not that it doesn't deserve to be here, but um, I don't know. Like I, I'm, there are people saying, oh, it got robbed, like being game of the year. I'm like, no, it didn't. No, there's no way. But I digress. Uh, Inscription I, is a game that I'm like dying to play before the the, the year is over because I heard really good stuff about that. That's the uh, card game from Daniel Mullins who made. Finding Isaac and Super Meat Boy and stuff like that. Um, it's supposed to be kind of cool and mysterious, but I've watched a couple playthroughs of it. Uh, it's wild. It's, it's her, super. It's a good it's, twist it, and stuff, right? Yeah, and it's a whole thing is like super atmospheric and stuff like that. It's, it's again, it's been enjoyable to watch as well as I don't know. How, I don't know about playing. I have no interest in card games, but it's yeah. weird because I don't. But like, I like games that kind of like integrate like elements like that. So the the final Shovel Knight expansion the king of cards or whatever the fuck it was called like had like an entire card game built into it and i was like oh this is fun i'm, I'm into it uh gwent to some extent i enjoyed but not not like our friend ryan but um uh what other categories uh i guess we could do like um performance right uh probably be not a bad one so we have erica mori as alex chen from life is strange Giancarlo esposito as anton castillo from far cry 6 Jason Kelly as Colt Vaughn in Deathloop. Um, we have Maggie Robertson as Lady Dimitrescu from Resident Evil Village. And then we have Ozioma Akaga. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm butchering her name. Akaga as Juliana Blake from Deathloop. So um, all, all the nominees seem seem fine to me. I'm, I'm trying to think if there's anything like, again, maybe a Guardians like, like person. Like I could see there being like a, uh, like, like peter quo I, I enjoyed or like a drax would be cool but i don't know there's nothing like glaring here about this am i missing anything y'all what do you think um no i think it's i think it's cool i actually did like the, the guy who performed as colt um yeah he's, that's what I, picked. I thought i thought he was really good so um i i found lady dimitres whatever to be very underwhelming after all the hype surrounding her um in the game like she goes out like that you know but um <laughs> I, 
I, I, I just think that's more like, you know, that's a mummification kind of thing. Yeah, like, of her being in there. Bunch, she's I not bad, think, like in it. She's not, but I like, it's, like, I agree on, with you. Like, uh, it's just nerds, like, you know, can't contain themselves over her physical appearance. That's yeah. what it is, and nothing more. And that's a shame. Not that the performance was bad; it was good, but like, yeah, she's she, not a lot of dimensions on the emotional. Like physical, we're not going to get into that because it's been said to death. All the step on me and all that stuff, like uh, <laughs> memes. But like, yeah, I mean, I think like she's fine as a character. There's better characters in that game, like for sure, like more interesting ones. Um, Eisenberg. Yeah, yeah Eisenberg. <laughs> some people don't yeah, don't like his. I don't know about performance. Yeah, I'm on the. If you're about to say some people weren't a huge fan of his performance, I wasn't a fan of the, the VO on he's that. Just kinda, to be honest, but he's like, he's like crazy Nick Cage. Is like what that guy reminded me of. You know, like like <laughs> he's, he, yeah, but and he sounded like he was very much trying to be that. Like he didn't sound like a like a like a person. He sounded like he was trying to be a goofy person. Like, like it, it didn't. It, I don't know. The, I mean, the Heisenberg character like performance didn't stick and felt out of yeah. place and weird. But that's not, not what we're talking about. Fair, but yeah, the, the the baby's the best performance. Yeah, well, and even like <laughs> I love uh, Beneviento, like that like character, like the weird like puppet, like it's fucking scary shit, man. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. Is there anybody? I mean, Giancarlo Esposito. Seemed like like that was uh, going to be an obvious like because like they just did a great job with like the performance uh, capture and stuff and he's great. Our our favorite game of the year, um, twelve minutes had two big voice act, big actors or three big actors in it. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, again, I only played like three games, so that's all. <laughs> that's, that's all I've got for you. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I mean, like, I think that's like that's. I mean, yeah, it's fair. I, like, no, like we've talked. About, I think ad nauseum about like how little of an impact other than kind of a sour one um that game had on us uh is there anything oh maybe art direction so um this is the one category actually like i voted for psychonauts too like i thought was like where that game excels um was art direction but you have ratchet psychonauts kina death loop and artful escape which i haven't played but maybe someday will because it's on game pass but Deathloop, I could see getting it too here. I, this is a game that I thought Deathloop had no business being in. Like, come on, man, you gotta even have faces for most of the characters in this game, this damn game. Um, I don't know. This is a game where I, I was surprised that Guardians wasn't in, to be honest with you. Yeah. But but I'd probably um again, this is one that I'm mostly relying off of what I've seen in trailers and videos. And this is where I think Ratchet and Clank is was pretty amazing. That game is very, very pretty. Um for the type of style that it is, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I could see Psychonauts or Ratchet and Clank. The reason I can see Deathloop getting it is like um, the stylistic choices of like like how like the tutorial, like the text and stuff like that, like the design of like the guns and some of that stuff I could see being there. Um, you know, I'm fine with it being being there. It, um, I, I agree. It, like it is, it does have kind of like a blandiness to like to some of it you know what i mean like um like when it comes to like the, the characters themselves like um yeah um real quick anything else we want to talk about like i just don't know about fighting um erasing games or anything like that like um oh was was riot on sporting esport event 
I know there was How, lots of leaked stuff. Yeah. How it is. Yeah. It wasn't that great this year because it wasn't in person. So they did it all online and it kind of was very lifeless in the face um, for their opening ceremonies. I don't know how the game wins. I don't, games win, I don't care. Um, opening ceremonies is the best part of the um, world finals for a league. And that's what anyone will tell you. Uh, oh, a so, fun yeah, one. They were okay this year. Um, normally I'm like, if, if Riot doesn't win, we riot, but this time they can. Well, they were in a few ca- like so they had like um, I think like esports event like um, esports mm-hmm. game I think right yeah they Valorant and um, League of Legends are in both in both of those categories um, I don't know if Valorant has an esports team yeah so they have two two of the best esports teams are riot, um, riot based and probably some of the best the, for player of the year as well is I'm looking quickly Showmakers League and I don't recognize anybody else's names so I don't know. How about community support? I didn't look to see if they were. I wouldn't be surprised to see that's, if they were. I think that's Destiny, Final Fantasy. Yeah, community support usually. Usually, that's like your MMO type games. Yeah, your MMO type. Like we'll do a big content a- drop. And oh, and so Apex, Destiny, Final Fantasy fourteen, Fortnite, and No Man's Sky. Nice. Oh, I forgot about Back for Blood. Like, yeah, hell yeah! I want I that put to that, win. I put that in for action game. Like for me, like that was an easy choice because I think that and best best multiplayer. <laughs> I put for it too. Yeah. Um, one last quick fun category: most anticipated game. If you have to pick, going off this list, which is as follows: like, what are your personal picks? And then we'll we'll get out of here. So, if Elden War. Ring. Oh, all right. So Zach's already like, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we got Elden Ring, God of War, Ragnarok, Horizon, Forbidden West, uh, the Breath of the Wild sequel, and Starfield. So God of War, Zach. I'm not surprised at all by that. Hell yeah. You guys can probably guess mine, which is Elden Ring, obviously. Um, can't wait. Uh, how about you, Erica? Do you have a game on this list that you're actually like looking forward to? Like, yeah, I'm I'm a Zelda bitch. Um, yeah. <laughs> I whenever is a new Zelda game, especially the big like 3D games like this come out, I'm always very hyped for them. But to just said not just immediately pick like you know you know like that it almost doesn't count, you know. No, um, so I mean, uh, Her- well, because Horizon's on here as well. Um, uh, so Horizon's also Horizon will be the reason I get a PS5, and this is it's the only reason I had. If it was a launch title, I would have tried to get a PS5 at launch. Well, it's gonna be on PS4. Will it? <gasps> yep. Oh, never mind. Then don't I do that to up. yourself. Come on. You know, I, I don't want to. What am I going to play? I have a PC and a Switch. Like, I don't need, I don't need a police. All kinds of good stuff, man. Get the discless version. I have to always be very careful saying that the discless version of it. Yeah. And um, it's, I, I've not regretted. Like, I've got a 4K Blu ray player. So, yeah. Oh, I mean, uh, since uh, Switch, I, I've gone discless on stuff now. Um, it's just, it's way more convenient than having to juggle 8 million like extra things. And then I have to get up and change the game and I'm very lazy at heart and don't want to do it. So yeah, I, I, I'd look for a discless version of it after, after my own heart. Appreciate it. M- my most anticipated game isn't listed here. No, you have to, the, we, the, uh-uh. yeah, we, we can talk <laughs> about that another huge, time. It's a huge snub. I'm okay, still waiting for them pick, to finish cyberpunk. First, you know, I'm oh. waiting for them. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Fair. I'll let you have that. <laughs> oh, I'm man. I'm still waiting on that next-gen version, you know? We yeah, me too. Upgrade. We'll talk about it on another <laughs> episode. But CD Projekt Red right now, they're they're sending gift baskets and flowers to fucking EA and Rockstar this week. <laughs> they're like, oh, yeah. thank God. It, it's it's got a war, man. Come on. I mean, Elden Ring's going to be cool. It's definitely... It's very, very hype, but... um. 
God of War is a sure thing, man. It is a sure thing. So, like, I think they have the same level of hype, but God of War is a proven commodity. Not that I have any doubts about Elden Ring, but let's be honest. God of War, Ragnarok is going to appeal to a lot more people than Elden Ring will. It is this. It's it's not even close. It's God of War and everything else is wrong. And we know it's the close of this this series. Of That's the why Noah I'm a little series. more tempered on it. Like, I'm a little nervous. No Corey Barlog. And it's the close, but, but as is anticipated, it's not which one we think is going to be a better game, you know. And let's be honest, I think I mean, you'll nothing probably... is ever going to trump a from software game for yeah, me. Yeah, like... that's what I'm saying. You're going to like Elden yeah. Ring better than maybe God of War Ragnarok, but anticipated maybe, probably, yeah. but but uh, you know, anticipated like you can't have any more hype and and for 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 God of War Ragnarok because I mean, they, they these people literally just delivered a perfect game to you. Like, you know, a couple years ago. I hope they, they duplicate it. Like, look, I think Can you all, get back to back perfect games. I don't know. I think all these games have the potential to be tens on this list, which is really crazy to look at and think like potential, right? Like could potentially be like tens. Uh, I think I have a feeling Starfield is going to disappoint. No way, man. I was just. It has a, no, I, dude, nope. I, I look, I'm with you. I think it has the potential to disappoint, too, because like the I bar, the bar yeah. for Bethesda games um. I think this is going to set a new bar, honestly. Like, yeah, I, like I hope that so. Fucking, like that be wonderful trailer did, right? <laughs> that, 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 <laughs> was a to, that was a tone set. Look, man, like, I, I hope so. I like, and I, Zach, I'm with you. I think like it has the potential. Like, yeah. I, I just think, I think it's a, it's a brand new IP. Like they have, you, you don't have followed expectations. You don't have um, Elder Scrolls expectations. I mean, there is the expectation, like you were saying, just because of the studio and uh, all that. But like, man, this is their chance to really get away from that janky engine that they were using in all those old games and everything and really just fucking blow the roof off of what a, a, a new modern RPG can be on these systems, man. And like, what a better way to do it than in space, because we've seen we've seen medieval times or whatever a hundred hundreds of times right other than mass effect i can't really think of a really big sci-fi story in space so like that just jazzes me for that game way way more i just hope we don't get like something that feels like a shitty fallout mod in space and that, yeah like, so that's, that's my worry that's kind of my question is it has like do you think that the fact that like people have been like rightly down on Bethesda over the last couple of years, like does that set the bar higher or lower for Starfield? Do you think like is there higher expectations I think it puts because more, everything's supposed to bad? Or I think it puts more pressure on them. Um, Seventy six was last, right? That was their last big game. Yeah, I think the bar is still so. very high, but that wasn't like a Bethesda Studios like proper game either, right? Like that was kind of like a ancillary studio or something that worked on that no not, but it, it's have, it's, the, sure. it's the one of their biggest ips and it has their name all over it right no, so it, yeah. it's almost that thing of like if, if it was done by any, another <laughs> studio no one's gonna notice yeah because it says bethesda on it yeah no i think the, it increases the pressure i think the the bar is gonna remain high for like a mainline bethesda like this has been in development for a fuck ton of time like it's gonna have big pressure it's gonna have a, a high bar i think the pressure is higher because of like how shitty the launch of 76 was and some of the other stuff but like yeah i hope so but i think all these games have the potential to be a 10 i hope they all are 10s like can you imagine what the game of the year conversation is next year if all these are like nines and above even like that would be quite the uh that's crazy to think about is like look at the game of the year for this year and then look at most anticipated for next year and just look at the stock difference of the fucking games right like next year is stacked compared to this year 
Well, COVID has a hand in that. So you have like, presumably like, well, confirmed, we know God of War and uh, Horizon slipped. Um, Presumably like the other three as well affected by it. So I think that's like, that's the COVID effect right there. But yeah. All right. Yeah, makes sense. Well, I'm, I for one, I'm excited. I, you know, we'll have to talk a little bit um, off mic, but I'm almost leaning this year towards doing like, a whole entire like alternative game awards show instead of like doing uh like just like our like own individual like alternative game award and like ahead of time like doing like a show and then like as we you know go into 2022 like we did last year get adam all like dressed up in spiffy he can host and we'll do like a proper uh game of the year show um separate from that because <laughs> I, I like doing the alternative ones i think it, it's it's a fun way to kind of like look back on some of the stuff that you played and, and have a little goofy fun so we'll we'll see sure uh but thanks for hanging out with us um we appreciate it like always uh like share and subscribe anybody have anything you want to uh to plug before we uh get out of here go watch arcane just please go watch arcane jurassic world evolution 2 is so much fun on it <laughs> there's oh, rumors awesome. they're making a world war hulk movie oh just throwing that out there i say go watch uh twitch.tv slash war george seven uh watch him play through resident evil village i told you it's not scary right not scary uh, not too bad it's very yeah. actiony i got scared you know it's a, doesn't that is definitely understandable but uh but yeah he's like i shit my pants so <laughs> <laughs> Which is funny because I think that she's the most like underrated boss, the one like you never hear anybody talk about ever. It's always yeah. the Fishman and Dimitrescu, and then the last ones. And yeah, fuck, it's funny. Fuck that baby, man! I almost first <laughs> yeah. tried it, but then uh, then I you know I got oh. caught in a corner, and then it gummed me to death. That, man, that, that sound was so horrible. disturbing. Oh, that just sound like, is so horrible. The last being swallowed <laughs> whole by an oversized oh. fetus just. No. Oh, I forgot about that thing, dude. Yeah, you're it's, welcome. It's horrible. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> yeah, the squeals and the coos and all that stuff. Like, just oh, it's bad. But we will uh, see you. Well, I don't know about next week. It's Thanksgiving here in the states. I'm gonna go ahead and say probably not next week. Um, so yeah, next week's probably off. So two weeks from now, we will see you, and uh, we'll be kind of closing out the uh, the year. It's been a been a quick year, like always. But till next time. We love you. Bye. Peace. Halo's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>